Now I'm 55, 56 in about a week's time. And I'm generally, you've been around me, generally I can move and my body dynamics is, is very mobile. I'm, I'm, I'm a light guy. So, but I felt like I was wearing heavy boots. Okay. It's the only way to describe it. And my brain was saying, I want to do stuff, but my body just wasn't. And this thing was, it got hold of me by then. Hello, this is Dr. Rowe, and you are listening to The Cicado Show with Dr. Rowe and Harms. Cicado means to seek turning points. And on this show, where two completely different generations tackle the most challenging topics that people are facing today, the mission is to provide you with what you need in order to create a turning point in your life now. Above all else, the main reason that we chose to create these shows is because we both have a passion for helping people go through life transformation, for improving their lives, for taking their lives to a completely different level. And it's our hope, our genuine sincere hope, that by the end of each of these episodes, you will have gained at least one insight which you can take away and apply directly into your life. Practical tools, voices that come from both generations, younger generation with tips and tools, older generation with a sense of wisdom and experience. So you can help unlock your true potential to give you the opportunity to make changes both on a personal, professional, financial and relationship level. To give you a chance to impact both your life and the lives of other people around you. So we welcome you. We welcome you to The Cicado Show. Before we jump into the show, let me just tell you a little bit about becoming a Cicado supporter now. If you love what we do on the show, have gained transformational insights and positive outcomes or any small shifts which have allowed you to create turning points in your life, then please head to cicado.com and become a supporter of the show now. By supporting the show, we can continue to expand by getting you better quality production, spending more time deep diving important topics and creating more exclusive supporter perks as well as getting great guests on. And by the way, as a thank you for becoming a supporter, and depending on which supporter tier you select at cicado.com, these perks range from my weekly recipe for success emails through to audios and video courses from my 23 Steps to Success, which includes online modules on how to find your life balance, gaining confidence, improving your time management, making successful career transitions, understanding financial independence, creating a life purpose, understanding and how to manage your money, becoming a money master, understanding negotiation techniques, learning to communicate more effectively and so much more. So don't delay. It takes less than two minutes and you can become a Cicado supporter, helping to expand the show and get special perks as a thank you. Become a supporter now at Cicado.com. Let's get back to the show. Hello, it's Harms here and welcome to another episode of the Cicado Show. At time of recording, this is the first episode of 2022, 2022. And today's going to be slightly unusual in the fact that we're going to be talking about an unusual topic at the start of a year. It's not typically what somebody would talk about at the start of the year, but I'm sure you'd agree listening at home, in the car, in the gym, wherever you're listening, that it's been an unusual two to three years. Because if we think back to 2019-20, this thing called COVID-19 struck the globe, struck the world. And by the end of 2022, sorry, by the end of 2020, we thought this 
think COVID will be done and dusted. But here we are in 2022 and COVID still exists. And the reason we want to talk about this particular subject, it may seem unusual for the start of the year, is because Roe personally experienced COVID through the Christmas and holiday period. And he kind of said, Harms, uh, first episode, I just want to talk about my experience around COVID. And why this is critical and important is we get tons of news and information about COVID and often it's in the form of a headline. And that headline is is effectively, you know, think of it in the circumstance of maybe a journalist or an interviewer interviewing somebody who's had COVID, but then extracting elements of that story which tie in with the narrative that they want to portray into the world. That could be a fear-based narrative. That could be promoting something that the journalist or news company want to promote. And the challenge with that is we only get a snippet of the whole story and we don't get the entire context. So here Ro is to provide us with that context. But before I pass over to him, (laughs) I've just forgot. Happy New Year to our (laughs) listeners and Cicado Show supporters. So I guess the question flips over to you, Ro. Ro, uh, tell us about your COVID experience. Yeah, thanks, Harms. And first of all, Happy New Year, following on from what Harminda just said there. Uh, We're thrilled that you're joining us again for another year on the Cicado Show. And we got some cracking stuff that we're lining up for this year. Really pumped. Those of you, hopefully, that heard the interview with Jacko Van Gas before Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Um, Unbelievable interview. Uh, We're just lining up part two to that. So really excited about him coming back in. And that will be his journey into uh, the Olympics and the Paralympics and really what happened next, dot, dot, dot. So thank you for supporting us. I want to say something, Harms. This is a really sensitive subject. And I've I'm very, very aware that some of our listeners may have had family members that have experienced it. If you had a loss or a death in these last two years, you know, our hearts and our prayers go out to you. And it's not a subject that we have talked about during this period in any depth, although we've had some great interviews with yeah. people that we've brought on to talk maybe about how we can build our immunity and and, and Rob and Mel and, and we've had some cra- cracking conversations. Yeah, how to set your body up right. so that, you know, you're not just reliant on a binary solution. No. You know, so there's not one pill that can help solve your challenges and they came on and provided a host of ways that you can protect yourself. Yeah. And I think that's been a, a really powerful part of what I've been doing for these last few years. I mean, for the last 20 years, actually looking after my health, but particularly these last two years. And of course, we've observed it. I've known friends that have experienced, we use the word experience, but had or whatever you want to call it, contracted COVID. And to, to a bit of a dr- backdrop to this, I went into the back end of last year very intensely, as you know, uh, running events. I think I ran two, three, uh, maybe four events in a row from memory. Uh, an event for me is starting Thursday night and then it pretty much goes nonstop through to Sunday. That couple with uh, house renovation work being finished off, getting ready for my mum to come up who's hasn't been to our house in two years since it started the work wow. and since COVID, of course, came. Um, so long, long days. Uh, and in all honesty, some very late nights, you probably remember me sending messages, uh, two, three in the morning, getting ready for what was going to be, uh, you know, we we're expecting a really cracking Christmas and first time all the family getting together. So there's the backdrop to the situation. 
Was my immune system lowered by that? 100%, I actually believe it was. I, I think I remember messaging you saying, I'm feeling a bit knackered at the moment, yeah. which is kind of unusual for me because normally coming into the back end of a year, although I might be tired of things, I, I feel pretty springy. But I, I think the truth is that I hadn't looked after myself as well as I could have done leading into that period. But my brain was telling me I'm going to have a break over Christmas. Yes. So that's kind of the backdrop to it. I then was invited to a few social events and one of them was probably about 35 to 45 actually probably more than that 50 55 parents from um on the community i should say and the parents from from our area and it was a sunday night the sunday before christmas fantastic evening got to see some people i haven't seen for a while actually and then came off that got back my daughter was with me as well actually interestingly enough and and she's 13 yeah so I believe that Savannah, my daughter, has had COVID prior. So, so we think she got it around March 2020 before yeah. it really became public and big. They, you know, we only discovered about two weeks later that the symptoms they were describing in the media was exactly what both my daughter, my fiance, and my youngest daughter uh, had experienced as well. So Savannah came with me to that event. And then do you remember about the 22nd, I was messaging you saying, you know what, I, I'm putting tools down. I, I'm not going to do any more work. I'm yeah, just yeah. feeling kind of knackered. Yeah. And I thought it was the lack of sleep from two social events plus a pretty intense week of getting ready for my mom coming up. And an intense year. And an intense yeah. year. And other stuff that's going on in the businesses that we were having to juggle. And I just had no get up and go. I think it was the 22nd stroke, the 23rd. I just didn't have any spring at all in me. And I knew something wasn't right. I was thinking it's just I'm run down. And because I think there's a thing called clean burn. And, and I've, I use that term right back from the turning point day. So when we used to run the turning point events, we used to do a section on the Sunday, on the, on the Saturday, which is about four hours, five hours on health, you, you know, because you've been yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah. And it was all about running your body clean. So putting good stuff into your body. So you know how people wake up and they feel fuzzy, they feel heavy, they feel like muggy in their heads. Yeah. And some of you might be listening to this thing, fuck, I actually feel like this quite regularly. That may be to do with diet, too much sugar, um, you, you know, your body's acidifying, maybe you're overeating in certain types of food, processed food, and et cetera. So a clean burn is when you shift from all of those kind of toxic foods and environments to putting your body through a really pure clean, which you went through, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, so you go yeah. through this yourself. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, normally I, once a year, we, we try to do something yeah. like that. Um, and that, that process of eating consistently healthy allows you to have a body that's much more attuned to when it's off center. Yes. And I think that's what I was feeling. I was feeling off center, but I couldn't put my finger on it. It didn't even occur to me. Oh, actually, I've just, I've just contracted. COVID. So the feeling was to describe to you, the feeling was heaviness in my body, um, a slight feeling of fever, but not like a heavy fever. I've, I've had flus in the past that were way worse than I went through this last mm. couple of weeks with COVID. So wherever my body's been ripped completely down to the point where I couldn't get out of bed, aches in every single joint, yeah, yeah. high fever, cold, hot, cold. I didn't have that. It was just a feeling like, oh, I'm just feeling a bit run down. Feels, maybe I've got to get a bit of a cold. That's how it felt to yeah. me. And I remember I messaged out to you and a few others to say, I'm signing off. I'm just, I, I, I'm going to call it a day now. I think you even said to me, it's time to have a break. Time to have a break. <laughs> I think we all went ready to silence and switched off this Christmas. And you were yeah. like, yeah, you just got left me alone as well, yeah. didn't you? Now I, so then 
I have a thing called the Aura Ring. Now, um, we haven't really talked about this, and maybe this is a good theme for a podcast, actually, a sleep conversation. The sleep conversation tagged with Aura, tagged with that data that it gives you. Because you had just shown me the Aura Ring before recording, and it was like, wow, it's basically kind of a snapshot in detail of what you were going through day by day. It's incredible. And and actually, when COVID launched, they did a study. So Aura, along with Berkeley University, I think it was, decided that they anyone that's wearing a ring if you wanted to opt in which i did do you it would take your sleep patterns which includes your body temperature at night your heart rate variability um your resting heart rate and all those things restfulness body movements it monitors everything so during covid they did a mass study on this to see anybody that had got it they could actually see the changes in their yeah but now uh, my my first indicator was, and I've just shown you this, was my temperature. So my average body temperature sits at a certain level. And what this does, it monitors if your body temperature goes above a certain level. And sure enough, the 23rd, as you've seen there, you can vouch for this, and the 24th, it spiked, didn't it? Yeah. About one and a half degrees higher than my normal body temperature. And those two days, I this is so I tested myself on, I think it was the 24th from memory with a flow test. And sure enough, it came up positive. And I've done, I've been out to events with you and stuff in yeah. the past where testing has been negative and it came up positive. So I went, shit. Okay. So I thought, well, okay, I know it can, you can get false positive, et cetera. So let me do another test, yeah. did another test, very strong positive again. You know what? I knew it in, in my body. This is a feeling that I hadn't had before. And yeah. it was just, i tell you what it was more than anything for me. It was just fatigue. I just felt really, really tired. The temperature was at night but not during the day, not that I was aware of, but just absolutely knackered um, to the point where I, if I tried to move too quickly, I just had to sit down. Now I'm 55, 56 in about a week's time. And I'm generally, you've been around me, generally I can move and my body dynamics is, is very mobile. I'm, I'm, I'm a light guy. So, but I felt like I was wearing heavy boots. Okay. It's any way to describe it. And my brain was saying, I want to do stuff, but my body just wasn't. And this thing was, it got hold of me by then. Understood. And, and I don't know what variant I had, and it's difficult to say, but I mean, everyone's talking about this Omicron, I think it is going around at the moment. But then we started getting messages from friends that had been to the same party and they're all having positive tests. Okay. So literally a group of 15, 20 people that I, I knew personally that had sort of messaged back through to Stina, my other half or me, just to say, oh yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've tested positive. So that's when I thought, right, okay, so I've got it. Now, is, I just want to talk briefly about the psychology at this point, because my first reaction was, ah, oh, shit, um, I'm going to have to let my family know because I can't have my mum coming up. Now, yeah, everyone's got a different view to this, but she's on 80. Christmas Eve. Yeah, so, so she's, Christmas Eve. She's yeah. due to come up. Yeah. Um, we were looking at the 26th, so we knocked it back to the 26th. And then she was going to come up for three, four, five days. My brother was going to come and join me. My other brother's in Australia at the moment where it's very strict over there. And um, I just thought, well, you know, I don't know how long this is going to last because they say 10 days or whatever. But I just didn't know how long it's going to take me to bounce back and how long I would before I tested negative again. So I waited, and this is just an honest reflection. I waited probably till the end of the day before I even messaged, and then I called my mum because I wasn't sure. And I mean, you can talk to me about this if you want, but and I'm I'm talking a lot here, but I just wasn't sure how she was going to react. 
because everyone's reaction to COVID is so fucking polar, isn't it? It's like it's polar. some people go into panic mode. Others like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A friend of mine had that, you know, just, just rest up. I, I think everyone's exactly reaction is, is it, so different. It is polar. It's either, like you said, extremely relaxed and to the point where people are like, if it's like, if it is a virus, I want to get it. I want to build natural immunity. I want to get the antibodies into yeah. my system. And then you've got the other, given... You know, there's a further extreme where people just don't care. We're not talking about that. We're talking about uh, sensible people who are taking it seriously, but they're risk assessing. So if you listen to the podcast with Mel and Rob, you'll tune into that. One of the big outcomes from that was there's this there's this one element, which is you just take personal risk assessments. Uh, and as, and uh, underlying that is, of course, taking care of your health. And then you've got the other extreme, which is complete panic, complete fear, as you described, yeah, yeah. driven by things we've discussed in in many podcasts, but those are the, those are the reactions. So, what was you mm. what was you worried about? What was you thinking about? Where, what was causing the delay in the message? Yeah. So, you know, my mum might end up listening to this podcast. Mm. I don't know. So, my mum has come from a background of you know she's the older school thinking, and so and but also she's at an age where she was definitely in that vulnerable category. Yeah. And, you know, this year, year she's gone through experiences with kidney failure, heart failure. It's been a very sensitive year for us. So she has been probably at that other end of the extreme you talked about, which is extremely sensitive to mm. any external contact with people for a period. Anyway, she's different now as we come through this last year, but first certainly the year before that. And so I haven't, we didn't see her for a long time. And I, I was concerned because she's also a caring mother and she obviously went through that whole experience with my father when he died. So I just was nervous that she was going to react to me. And, and, you know, then everyone else in the family starts saying, oh, Rose got COVID, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And it's, this is a strange thing is that there's a stigma that people still seem to be carrying with this thing we're calling COVID. And yet when somebody said, I've got a cold or I've got flu in the, decades i've been alive oh he's got flu yeah he's just resting up and often if you've got a flu they would have still come to the house right you know well in fact people go yeah oh shit I, you know I, yeah. let me get it who cares if i get it at least i can build up some immunity it, to it, it exactly and and you know i know everyone's been talking about flu boosters for years we don't take flu boosters never had but um there's this been this whole psychology around covid is like set aside from everything else now i know it's been extreme and there's been yeah. some really tragic experiences with it but the association but then there has been with flu i've known people in the past i had somebody years ago i knew that got flu developed into bronchitis and sadly passed away they were in their yeah. like late 30s uh and yet that has been going on for years and still does so people get extreme flus yeah. and people do die on an annual basis from things like this so for me um it was it was a different an association if i just phone up my mom and say i got flu she go, oh, okay well rest up maybe we shouldn't come up for a week or yeah. two whereas this time it's like okay it's the c word you know and it's not the cancer word it's yeah. the covid word so i paused i hesitated and then finally we rang her and um explained it and my mom there was kind of a silence initially and i just and she goes well, how are you feeling how are you feeling i said well i just feel tired and she goes oh yeah and then my mom's like you need to do this you need to do that and be careful and then the fear thing comes i read this and yeah and that's my biggest or was my biggest concern is that even when talking to people in the family and i don't know if to listen to this can relate to this is the family's filter is the media mm. in our case yeah. a lot of it is the medium filter so if almost for, well i think for everybody is absolutely yeah, everybody. whether it's on their yeah. phone whether it's yeah. in the news whatever so depending on how much emphasis you place on that and again we're 
we're staying neutral on this conversation because we, you know, for us, it's you've got to make your own decisions. But when I talk to somebody that is weighted towards what they've heard, which is fear type information, mm. they their reaction has been very different to others that go, oh yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we've got from one of our business partners got COVID last year and he's like, yeah, man, you just got to rest up. I remember I was knackered and wiped out, but just rest up. Right? Yeah. You've got a good immune system. You look after yourself. Uh, my PA Nikki had the same thing and she was like, do this, do this, remember this. Yeah. And she's, and she's telling me, I know what you like. You're just going to want to bounce straight back and get back into it. You can't do that because it's going to prolong it. I've yeah. seen that in other friends. So my actual personal mindset was, hey, I'm just going to go. And I, I'm happy to list out some of the things I took, but I'm just, I'm just going to do what I always do, which is look after my system yeah. and um, allow this thing to go through my body, which I've done for 56 years. And I've got, I've got, you know, I've built up immunity in various other areas in my life. I've inherited stuff, I guess, through the genes of my mum, et cetera. And I just figured I'm just going to frigging see this through. Um, and we self-isolated. Now, interestingly enough, no one else in the family developed it. Now, bear in mind that the other th- the other three, we believe, had it back in yeah. March of 2020. In my mind, that kind of makes sense. My daughter, who was 13, who was at the same party, yeah. uh, along with a bunch of other kids that were there, some of whom got it, she didn't get it. And, and I don't want to, uh, on this podcast, j- just conscious for the listeners, I don't want to act as a scientist here, but do, do some fact-finding and some information on natural immunity around COVID. Right. Uh, it's right. fascinating. It's fascinating. And what you're saying, Ro, will start to make sense to the listeners. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, what, that's true. Because one of the challenges is, if we misunderstand natural immunity, you may have isolated yourself in a room or it went to, it even went to the extreme of going to a hotel. Um, and that's what some people have been doing. They've left their family home. Yeah. Rightly or wrongly, it depends on the information they've heard. And they've just they've just booked a hotel room for a couple of weeks. Yeah. They've isolated there. Uh, that would have been a very different Christmas, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Um, no, we just locked ourselves in the house. And um, I say locked, we just stayed in the house. Yeah. But the thing is, it was Christmas. So to some extent, That's we what were doing anyway. anyway. Yeah. What other symptoms did I have, bro? Uh, basically, oh, well, one thing I wanted to ask yeah, yeah, no, before, fire away, because dive. I'm just talking at it from it, my head as I went yeah, through it. it. There's two things there. One is, uh, what, what did you do in prep? And what did you right, drink? But right. I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, yeah, good point. One of the things I wanted to mention, good point, good point, which good you've point. raised is the reaction of others and the, the fear somebody, and we've heard this from, from Mel on a podcast as well, the fear that somebody else can place upon you yeah. adds to the stress True. and anxiety. Right. Okay, good point. And I think, you know, if, if you were to say, Harms, if you got COVID, what would concern you about telling your friends and family uh, and, you know, maybe publicly announcing it or whatever it would be how well can i protect myself uh, mentally and you know physically yeah, yeah. from the stress and the anxiety placed on me by other people's fear yeah and that as we know could have uh, prolonged your recovery True. it could have made it and worse. actually this is a great point because there was that little glimmer of it with my mum as you as you, we just talked about which was how do i handle that conversation yeah. um, and if she's listening to it it's because i love her but at the same time with within all families you get polar differences of opinion of and we have done for years within our family etc and you know my my brothers for example have a different view to me on things and that's fine because that's who we are as family the challenge is when it comes to the surface and then it becomes a magnified conversation mm. and for me it was just like I've had so many illnesses over the years as a human being because that's that's who we are. We we come into contact, especially in a pro- as a professional speaker. Sometimes I'm in front of thousands of people, yeah, shaking hands, yeah, hugging, exactly. Like that, you know, yeah. So 
to me, my immune system has has had that bounce. And, you know, you could argue, well, it didn't actually, funnily enough, this didn't come into my mind at all. But in my younger years, it did. If you'd asked the Dr. Rowe 10 years ago, um, if I got ill, like something like this, I might have gone, shit, shit. But I look after my health, you know, and one of the things I teach people is being healthy and vital. Oh, shit, he's ill. And actually, that reaction came from a few people. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's finally got your row. Ah, um, interesting. You know, like, oh, you've come down with it sort yeah. of thing. Like, shit, he never gets ill type reaction. Yeah. But the truth is, if I haven't experienced a virus in my life, then my body doesn't know how to have an immunity to yeah. it. And yeah. well, this is my personal experience of my own illnesses over the years. So I didn't see it as a weakness in me. I just thought, well, there's a part of me that went... Okay, cool. Finally, you know, I've got COVID, you know, like I've had flus and other things in the past. I'm going to start to develop a relationship with that with my body at a cellular level. And that's kind of how I approached it. So I didn't have any ego stuff attached to it, which I think probably in my youth I might have done. Certainly, if you go back 10, 15 years ago, when I was really getting into learning to build my health and be much more consciously aware of it, as opposed to just doing it, uh, particularly after the illnesses that my father had, I sort of grew up into that whole how can I make myself healthier? But you're right. Um, I was able to, I didn't get into this thing about allowing the concerns about other people. So when people said, how are you doing? How was Christmas? I had two conversations I could have had. One was, yeah, yeah everything's fine and ignored it completely yes. or just said, no, we're having a great Christmas. I've got COVID at the moment, but we're just riding it out. And that yeah. was the conversation I had with people. And I just kept it like that. Yeah. And there was at no point that I feel my stress levels go up at all over this I was, I've been more stressful over stuff to do with my business and other <laughs> shit. My, whereas this was just like, I was, I said to ride it out. The yeah. only thing I was very conscious of was making sure that I was taking and hydrate and doing certain things to make sure that I wasn't gonna like, you, you know, whereas at Christmas people might slack a little bit and have uh, maybe have a drink or yeah. 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 And stuff like that. I, I just, there was a very set of specific things I continued to take, but I doubled on many and added a few extras as well over that, over that period. So I think that leads nicely into, you know, did you take any supplements? Do you take any supplements? Um, and I think the personal caveat would be you have to seek your own medical advice. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. This isn't meant to be at all in any way. Exactly. Um, and and both myself and Ro, we've done uh, blood tests. We've been personally advised yeah. based on our body type and makeup, what to take. Um, and, you know, we take stuff at our own risk and our own experimentation, if you like. So just be conscious of that listeners, but Ro, over to you. What did you, what did you, yeah. Although even though when you say the word risk there, in my mind, everything I tell you is natural and so do you. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. but I, yeah, I understand the framing there. So, so the first thing was sleep. And that was something that I um, resisted because it was Christmas. I want to be up with the kids, yes. et cetera, et cetera. Watch movies late, all that fun and stuff. I, I've, I, the first day I, I fought the sleep thing. So when I felt really knackered and drained, if anyone listening, what I, what I would say personally is, if you do go through and have the experience with COVID and you suddenly feel drowsy and tired, what I didn't do on the first day, Harms, was just went to bed. Mm. I didn't do that. I stayed up and I kind of fought it a little bit. I can see that from your Aura Ring app. It shows what, t- yeah, it shows <laughs> yeah. what time you go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The effect of that. Yes. Right. So, so the, and that was a mistake. Why was it a mistake? Because I felt really knackered then going through and, and, and it, what I should have done was just given up to it, which I did do then for the next couple of days. So during the course of the day, 24th, 25th, going into 26th, when I felt uh, a drainedness coming on, just got into bed, 
Um, I put Calm on, which is an app I use a lot, and just put, some, put my headset on, wrapped up, and just slept. And the kids left me alone, and I let myself sleep until I woke up to the point where I went, okay, I feel like I want to get out of bed now. So that was the first thing, was just allowing that sleep to happen, but also massively hydrating. So just drinking lots of clean water throughout the day and salted water. So I use, um, I've actually written a list. Out. Can I read some of these things out? Yeah, go through some of this list. So, yeah. um, so, so sea salt, Celtic sea salt, usually take two, three pinches of that in a glass. Of, I do this anyway, routinely, but in a glass of water with um, a squeeze of lemon. So I'll take a lemon, cut it in half and squeeze half of that out, uh, mix that up. And that's a little bit like a hydration pack for me. I still do. I have, I usually have that every night as well. Um, but that is something I did a lot of during that because the problem is I found with COVID was because I was drained. I kind of couldn't even be bothered at times to get up and do the, the things that I would normally do, like wanting to drink water. Yes. I can't be bothered. Yeah. So I forced myself or you know, my other half would come in and go like, drink this. Mm. I also drank a lot of hot teas, but herbal teas, particularly pine needle tea, okay. which is something I got into about a year and a half ago when COVID came out. And I read a lot of <laughs> stuff about various things. Um, so other, uh, we, we do a lot of other types of tea as well. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of natural immunity ones that we take actually that are very good. But the main thing was just uh, having some warm drinks as well there and just having them by the bed and just constantly sipping or, you know, I ended up sitting down and I had more screen time this Christmas than I've had in a long time just because I was vegged. I told yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I couldn't be bothered to do anything. I couldn't even sit and read consciously. Like I'm, I'm reading a book called Hyperfocus at the moment. Which is <laughs> ironic. <laughs> <laughs> but I picked it up and I just thought it, it was a, an apathy. Actually, that was, that's how I describe if anyone's had it, you probably agree with this. It's like a really weird sense of apathy, which I'm not used to. And I just thought, just don't do anything, bro. Just, just, so I ended up watching some movies and stuff like that, which I didn't have to think about, just just blobbed out. Just passive, yeah. Um, and that was the resting process. Ginger shots, bro. So we we um we do ginger a lot. We've started buying it now, squeezed in a bottle. Yeah. This is great. And when you take ginger, you really feel it cleanse through your system. It's also good for your gut as well, because you're as we heard from Mel, that the you know, the whole gut um chemistry and what goes on there is so important to how you maintain your immune system and keep it up. Yes. So for me, that was really important to take. Uh, apple cider vinegar as well. So in the yep. morning, I was taking that. So my morning routine, and it's, uh, it was this morning, is um, you know I'll have water with salts in it. I'll then switch to an immunity type. I have some tinctures most mornings. I had an extra one for, for COVID as well. Um, then I have my my good green stuff, which is, uh, I don't know if we talked about it before on previous, have we done it? Uh, we, we have, me we've mentioned it a few times. Yeah. We get um, that from Newsest. We probably need to talk about that actually. Newsest honestly. good greens. That's um, my daily routine as well. Yeah. So that, that was every single morning as well. It's, it's, and then you've seen, I've got the list. You can see it's quite big, isn't it? Then in terms of supplements, vitamin D. Yeah. So I was taking, I personally was taking 6,000 UIs. So if you remember when we interviewed Rob, I think he talked about five to six, um, particularly through the winter months zinc uh, as a supplement as well nucleotides which we haven't really talked about before but they're, they're to do with sort of if you like kind of cell regeneration if you like vitamin c high doses five to six thousand milligrams mm -hmm. i was taking um oregano we've taken this for years oregano and thyme tincture i haven't talked to you about this much actually i don't think but it's basically the tincture form and you just drop it into water and oregano is a really strong antivirulent type it really has a go at this. it gets into the blood system it has a really good go at anything's in your body if, if you have oregano in this you form can <laughs> over the couple of days you'll know you've had oregano. you will you yes, will it's and, so and, potent. and capsules as well you can do but i actually did it as a tincture 
Then I started taking, and I have to say, it's the first time I've done it in this combination, uh, an immunity tincture, which is actually recommended by a good friend of mine. And her, I think her auntie's been taking, getting her to take it for years. But it's a combination of the following. I'm just going to read these out to you very quickly for anyone listening. Um, so it has echinacea in it, which is a fairly common one most people are aware of. It also has uh, uh, linguisticum. Now, um, or lingus, let me repronounce that, linguisticum. I've written it down because I always struggle to pronounce it. And I actually, um, I want to share this with you, Hans, because these are different, these come from different places. And last night I was writing this down to see if I could remind myself of its history. Now, see if I can find it. Yeah. So basically this is an antiviral and these comes from flowers, by the way. So as in echinacea, it's the yeah. same thing. Another one is schizandra. Now schizandra comes from North China. It's basically a berry um, extracted into a tincture. It's really punchy again, very, very potent. So in the past we've kind of taken these separately, but a friend of mine was like, you can get this as one combination. It's like an immunity buster. And I take 10, 15, 20 drops of this in water. And again, it has this amazing process of mm -hmm. just cleansing through the body. It also includes um, astragalus, which is uh, from Mongolia originally, and gold, golden seal as well. So it's, it's got a lot of good stuff in it. Added to that, just the normal routine of going to the toilet, allowing my body to detox and going through all of that process. And that's still going on at the moment, um, even though it's been, what, two and a half weeks now, something like that. But it's, uh, yeah, so, so I would say that process just became habitual to me. It was just adding extras in there yeah, yeah. and um, getting tight on the sleeping routine as well. It's really important for me. Amazing. And then what, how do you feel now? So, so having done that, having felt those symptoms, having gone through that, including the, you know, the, the conversations with family, uh, hearing the the messages there how do you feel now two weeks down the line now uh that that's a good question and i think i want to answer it in a couple of ways first of all i just want to finish off the story because when i started to feel better which genuinely in my head seriously was probably three days after testing positive i, I my brain was actually like i'm actually feeling, i remember saying to the kids i'm feeling all right actually so my head started to get better clarity wise but my body still felt like it was laggy and i actually made the mistake of going out into the garden and um, moving some stuff around took some stuff up to the fire because we've got quite a large garden and just clearing things out and um, doing some raking mm. uh, because we've got six or seven oak trees on the on the, gr on the grounds and and steena and i thought well, let's get out and do something I thought, great, get some fresh air. And, and man, within about an hour, I came back in the house and I was fucked. And what I realized was, although mentally I was coming out of it, still this thing was in my body and I needed to let it get through me. Um, and actually my PA, Nikki, just messaged me and say, stop it. You've got to stop it because that could prolong it. I know people that have prolonged it because they've, because the body then, by doing that, it raises your heart rate and was, the immune system starts to go all over the place. Yes. I just wasn't resting. So it's just a lesson I want to, anyone listening that I went through, which was in my head, I was feeling vibrant, but my body wasn't. It's a bit like trying to carry a heavy weight. And every time you pull, it, it kind of pulls you back. But if you get that thing up to a certain point and then the, the weight comes off it, you get momentum going. But that took another, it probably took a week. So fast forward a week into it, I'm now able to start to do things. I was starting to feel like I could do things and I wasn't feeling so laggy, but there was still a lag there. So I just decided to let it ride itself out. And I had pretty much two weeks of doing fuck all. Yeah. But my sense of clarity 
is, I mean, you can feed back because it's the first time you've seen me um, since before Christmas. I feel really vibrant, actually. Um, I don't have any sense of lagginess at all, nothing at all. In my chest, I think I said to you, I went out for quite a uh, long walk yesterday and I felt a little bit like tight in my chest but that could also be because it's like zero degrees it's as well freezing, yeah um, but I haven't had heavy coughs or any of those symptoms that I know other people have described and it might be a different variant so I appreciate some people have had harder ones but I also do think that looking after myself just consistently over the years for decades for decades That's yeah the key, and right? then also through this not allowing myself to even like sugary stuff nothing at all i know christmas you might but everything when we were vegetarians as you know so we did have a little bit of fish actually this christmas but but the overall food was clean food lots of green veg uh no sticky starchy anything like that that's gonna weigh the body down i just kept thinking what can i give my body to give it the best chance to to come through this psychologically i just want to tackle that as well um there were conversations with various friends and people and there were people that you can just tell are fear driven because they keep how are you doing how are you how are you feeling at the moment are you, are you through this yet those kind of are yeah. you through this like you're feeling like i'm fighting through something and there was definitely two schools of conversations those that are like yeah like all of our local community where we are people that got it were like oh yeah well yeah yeah we're just we're just resting up now we'll be back do you fancy meeting up in a couple of weeks that, that was one of the questions the people who went to the party and also got covid how did they bounce back well the hosts funnily enough sent a message to us um t- uh, just yesterday to say look we've just you know we're coming through the back end of it now does savannah want to hook up to have a play date with the daughters playing etc other friends just talking about getting together so their psychology is very much just look after ourselves write it out stay healthy we're building up that immunity etc and that was the um for, so for me that's been my experience now i'm not saying it wouldn't be so different for somebody else but yeah. I think definitely go back to your first point. The most important one was the psychology of going into this was I'm just going to do everything I can to look after my body and I'm not going to feel fearful about this. Because I actually went online. I'll be honest with you. I went online to look at the variants that are going around when I got it. I thought, let me just see what the, the media is saying at the moment. And I started reading articles about people my age that were seriously ill or passing away. And and I just thought, well, I don't know if I want to read something that may psychologically now make me go, shit, and start, should I be worried? Because actually, I've just always believed that if I do everything that we teach and, and practice and I look after myself and I stay in a positive mindset, I will be the best person to judge at some point. Oh, shit. OK, maybe I need to go and take this down a different path now yeah. and and go and seek intervention i didn't need to do that and and what's interesting is uh, the point here that that stands out is if you are ill or, or you know or even in day-to-day life and you read certain headlines like yeah you know row you're in your 50s man in the 50s passes away from this variant yeah or, uh, or another one i read last year was man 55 went for a run i've not done exercise for two years and had a heart attack you know, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> so, so, so there's two messages there, right? Uh, but what, yeah. what I'm, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is exactly uh, don't yeah, run. Like, yeah, but, but, so, yeah. so this is so, again uh, being careful here. What I say, yeah. But my mum is the sort of person. If I go, um, oh yeah, I'm going to go and do this. You go, oh, but be careful, son. Remember, you're not yes. you're not as young as you used to be. I'm going climbing, but just be careful, son, because you know, and and it's that fear that is sometimes there in people and it's just in them it's just built into their nature it's and i understand nature, it because it's yeah. caring and it's loving and people from my mum's age group listen you're you relate to this you know it's that protective nature we do it with all of our children i guess but i've just never 
come from that space. If I want something, I'm, I'm not going to allow a physiological or an emotional or an age related thing to suddenly label me to say, but you got to be careful of that. I'm mindful that I'm, I recover less than I used to. We talked about this recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have a few aches and pains in my body from old injuries and stuff like that. I've just, at the moment, I've got a torn ACL and a, and a meniscus tear. I've just had a scan on that before Christmas. These are things that have come with age and with injury, but I just go, right, how do I overcome that? What in my mindset can I do to, first of all, remind my body that I can heal? But secondly, what are the actions that I can proactively take rather than be fear-driven and, and just react to make myself as healthy and vibrant as possible? Not to say I'm perfect because I do get run down, I do get ill occasionally, and I do get injuries, but it's just, I feel, fr- I mean, you can feed back. How do I, how do I look to you? But I feel really engaged you don't look like you've had covid or right. at least the perception of what somebody looks like when right, they have right, covid right, yeah. that that'd be my first instance yeah um when i first saw you today i was like does Roe look different <laughs> now he's had covid <laughs> because apart that, from my hat you know apart from the hat because it's, it's, it's cold it's minus two this morning um <laughs> outside that it, it it's the same row it, and, yeah. and for anybody listening who's uh, been around you or seen you uh seen you uh, publicly speak from time to time uh being on one of your property weekends, personal development weekends, whatever they've, they would know you as well. You wake up in the morning, you're 100% energy. Uh, you're still going at 100% energy at 10, 11 PM at night. That's, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I, yeah, and I believe yeah. sitting here with you based yeah. on the conversation we have that you're back there. And yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's my kind of general feedback. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you see the clarity in the eyes. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good point. You know, it's the eyes, eyes, isn't it? You do see it in the eyes. Um, look, there's other things you can do. There's a gentleman near us that actually does um, some really amazing work with oxygen hydrogen therapy. And he's been working with people post-COVID that had the Delta variant, for example, that had more aggressive attacks on their chest. And um, it, it's some great stuff. They're just helping them breathe better. Yeah. You know, it's not saying it's a solution or anything. But I think it's from a human level, it's just it's approaching it differently. Um, and and this, this is more a message about, I think, anything in life that hits us. It's about adversity, whether it's a virus, an illness or something. You know, we, a couple of things happened around our family over Christmas, which weren't so good. Um, a friend of ours as well just had a you know, death in the family. And, and these things happen. And I think it's how we approach it. I'm very much Cicado's about that. It's, yeah. it's creating those turning points. And, you know, for anyone listening, thanks for listening today. Uh, we felt it was important to have a personal share. Um, I just want to talk about how it was for me. I know there's other people that may have had a much more difficult experience through it as well. Um, but hopefully what I've shared has been some some sort of inspiration for people, maybe a bit of insight and, and also just a bit of positive thinking going into the new year. Positive thinking. Uh, two things that taken away just off the back of that is, uh, for people listening is just encouraging them to focus on their health um, and do it consistently. That's, yeah. that's, all, that's always yeah. a big one. It's, it's extremely hard to do. It's, you know, it's, it's one of those things which is easier said than done. And when periods like Christmas come around, you know, we can put all our health things aside, but, but I think it's, it's an important message that of course it's, it's going to be personal to you, Ro, because you've done this for decades. Yeah. But I think, you know, always have health, as one of your core values, uh, we speak about this often, and things like this will will enter your system, but you'll work in harmony with them, and then you'll move on. And I think that's the key. Yeah. And I think the final one is why I was excited about this podcast when you said you wanted to share, is it provides context, it provides a different story around COVID, mm. because what does feature in the mess in the media is, I'm just going to be blunt around it, is is people who have passed away. Mm. Um, and I, and that doesn't help the stress and the fear that everyday people who have COVID 
the thousands, the thousands, thousands, and it's up to you as listeners to go look at the statistics yourself. But there's everyday people who get COVID and they just move on. Um, yeah, you know, and we and I know there's friends of mine that listen to this podcast that have lost parents during this last two yeah. years. I've got a very dear friend whose mum was actually already not well mm. prior and contracted COVID and, and then passed away. And, but she doesn't assign it to that. You see, so in her mind, it, her mum was already on that path and was was likely to not last the year out anyway. And I think that's the challenge. What you know, when we have these conversations, it's about what we associate with it. And so for me, it's still a sensitive subject because I have got friends that have had the experience of having a lot of pain. Our view here on this podcast is we have to walk into life with just constantly dealing with challenges in a way that we can become better as human beings, being grateful for the choices we have, whichever way you choose mm -hmm. to go in life, but then also knowing that you can change your mind about things as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have got friends that have had a very strong view prior to you know over the last 12 18 months but now are starting to question that view and and starting to really think differently about how they look after their health you talked about going and researching how the body develops immunity and natural i think that's that's another area that people should go and do as well but i guess everybody listening to this is we have been we had a year of a lot of information thrown at us i'm going to use the word information very broadly yes um from different walks of life and Maybe 2022 is a good opportunity to start to listen to that information and ask yourself the question, is it sensible? Does it make sense? And if it does, great. And if it doesn't, don't be afraid to go and research other other alternative messages, yeah. whatever. Because, you know, there's two there's two or three different viewpoints on dig, this Dig well. deeper, dig deeper. Just, and don't be afraid to do that, you know, and, and listen to your body. And I think that's the big message here. There's, for us, that's really, it's just about sharing, honestly. Fantastic. Well, I just want to thank you, Ro, for sharing that experience. Uh, I'm sure it'd be of extreme value to listeners and maybe ease some of the fear they had going into 2022 mm. um, because this thing is still here. It's, it's still around us. It's in everyday walk of life now, but the fear doesn't necessarily go away. It, if anything, people may have been going into 2022 thinking this thing is still here. It's going to be just like last year and I'm still terrified. Yeah. So hopefully everyday stories, not to say... Uh, not to say uh, be laxed or relaxed. What we're saying well, is no. put emphasis on your health. Exactly. And, and you know, uh, we're not ruling, you know, go, go and seek medical advice where you think it's appropriate, mm -hmm. where you feel it's necessary. And had it got to a point where I needed to do that, I would have I would have said, right, now I need to scale it up a different level and go down a different direction. Like you said, intervention, treatment, yeah, whatever's needed exactly. at that time. Um, and I think that's an important message to take away from this as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing that, Ro. That's myself and Ro signing off. We'll see you on the next episode. Hello, it's Dr. Rowe here. Harms and I would like to both personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Cicado Show. And if you've gained just one insight, something positive that you're able to use on a personal, on a professional level to help your life and maybe other people's lives, then please complete an important action for us which takes less than just two minutes. Please become a supporter of the podcast by going to cicado.com and as a thank you, you'll get access to exclusive supporter perks. And don't forget to simply subscribe to the show, share this product with loved ones, and we would love if you would take a moment to give us a review and let us know just how amazing this episode was. Thanks again for listening. This is Dr. Owen Harms signing out We'll see you on the next episode.